Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 24 of Spy Family. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Alright, so last we left off, one problem was solved and another problem was created. Although Lloyd finished his mission and prevented war from breaking out, he has done some damage to his sham of a marriage here. You know, Yor seems to think that her position is not unassailable for want of a better term. And now these gasping old ladies are going to, uh, act in accordance with their nature. So, the problem here is, we know that the score is your one, homewreckers zero. Her position is not in any danger. But, I, I don't know, I think this is sort of an indication that she's developing actual feelings that she does care so much about this. Now... Lloyd cares because those gasping old women were saying, you know, sometimes a jilted wife will turn her husband into the secret police, correctly or incorrectly, and that would endanger the mission. So we finally get a rare Frankie sighting. The poor guy seems to have been relegated to uh, babysitting duty, despite being... Merely an informant and just sort of, um, well, I guess, like, general purpose. Well, I don't know. I feel like Lloyd kind of misuses Frankie, you know? Like, the poor guy, he's supposed to be an informant, but he really does tend to get roped up into things far more frequently than that position should suggest. But you know what? This is what we love about Frankie. He declares that money won't solve all of your problems, while sort of tacitly admitting that it will solve this problem. But you know what, Frankie? You do you, man. Godspeed. So it seems like Lloyd was sort of, um... 
suggesting that they go out on a little date night. Whether it's to keep up appearances or to, you know, actually make sure the relationship is nice and sound. Probably a mixture of the both, if I'm honest. You know, I feel like maybe saying I would like the usual is not the appropriate thing to say to the bartender. You know, like, oh yeah, I come here often by myself. So naturally, given that none of the characters know what each other is thinking, Yor is immediately jumping to a bad conclusion here, you know. Yeah, my sham husband would bring me out to a bar to uh, inform me that we're getting divorced. I mean, honestly, that seems like a recipe for disaster if it were true. Of course, it isn't. So now we have, like, a little battle going on between rationality and emotion. You know, Yor realizes intellectually that this is a marriage of convenience, you know, convenience and really nothing else, so she shouldn't be too upset if things fall through. But at the same time, you know, she does want things to continue, but she can't quite admit it, at least not yet. So, you know, this is where perhaps going out to a bar was a poor idea because, you know, a little bit of liquid courage might help her, well, get out what she's trying to say. But on the other hand, drunk Yor is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, she downed one drink and a bottle of scotch. That's, uh, that's not good. So yeah, you know, just like that, she is saying what's on her mind, but unfortunately what's on her mind is, uh, accusations of infidelity. I feel bad for the bartender, he just sort of has to sit and witness this. I find it interesting that the subtitles have taken the extra effort to sort of um, transcribe drunk slurring of words. You know, it makes it kind of hard to read what's going on, but, you know, given what the voice work sounds like, it seems pretty reasonable. Oh dear. So, you know, Lloyd gets smacked with that realization sort of out of the blue, you know, she does actually have feelings for me. Unfortunately, you know, he's being a little too clinical about this. And I guess, unfortunately for him, you know, Drunk Yor immediately resorts to violence. So, you know, he's trying to put the moves on her, and that might work in any other situation, but... I don't know, if we remember that whole, uh... That whole business where they rented out the castle. I think yours was only like kind of tipsy and she was a force to be reckoned with. Man, I've had moments like that before where you do something and you immediately sober up because things have just hit the fan. Unfortunately for Lloyd, he's sort of grasped 
onto the wrong lesson from this. You know, it's not that Yor actually has no interest in him. It's that she really can't hold her liquor. I mean, I guess props to Twilight for taking that right on the chin, literally, and still being able to stand. I mean, not for too long. Now, this is something that sort of becomes a running theme later on in the manga, but Lloyd got smacked so hard that he's dreaming about his mom, who is... I believe it's been established that she's long since dead. You know, sort of that whole business about the previous war. At the very least, hinting that that might be the case. Man, I'd imagine that this is um, a rather unfortunate surprise that he had actually passed out. Yeah. Yeah, this is not good. You know, Lloyd is sort of admitting to himself that he's letting his guard down, which is probably about as far as he'll go towards admitting that he does like having a family. So this is a rare little moment here. You know, Lloyd is actually opening up a little bit. And it's rather unfortunate that the memory is a foggy one, but... You know, based on what we know, it does kind of make sense. This is one of those interesting scenes where I think... There's some definite sincerity being mixed in here. Because, yeah, he says, you know, Anya really likes you, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't possibly replace you. He doesn't say that literally, but, you know, he's laying it on a bit thick. But I do think there is some sincerity there. Well, you know, I guess it's kind of nice to know that even Lloyd recognizes that Fiona is totally unfit for the job. You know, I almost hate to belabor the point, but this scene is one of my favorites. Just because there's a lot of wholesomeness and sincerity on display here. I mean, yeah, Lloyd isn't exactly being totally honest, but what he's saying is nonetheless true. Man, if only Yuri could see this, he'd probably have a conniption, the poor guy. We haven't seen him too much lately. You know, there's always the ever-present threat about him being a secret police officer, and therefore... He's uh, certainly dangerous to be around, but he doesn't tend to show up too frequently. I feel like there's more mileage that could have been gotten out of his character.
Oh, dear. Yeah, it would seem like uh, the swelling has finally set in. Naturally, Frankie is going to instigate and stir the pot. So there we go. That's a pretty definite admission that it's really nice to have this family and she couldn't imagine her place being anywhere else. Unfortunately, you know, it seems like your drink way too much to remember any of the prior events. That kind of undercuts things a fair bit. So it seemed like now for this little second half here, we're going to be focusing on Anya and her antics. You know, she's still of the mind that studying to become an Imperial Scholar is not the right approach here. So instead, she needs to make friends with Damien. And admittedly, she hasn't had so much success so far, you know. I think most of it is she really just lacks any sort of tact. I mean, I guess it's both a good thing and a bad thing, but she has Becky as an asset, you know. Becky seems to be far more informed about what's going on here. But, you know, she's also a kid. And kids only know so much. Well, you know, I say that, but it would seem as though Becky's really just sort of projecting what she watches on soap operas. You know, this is actually a nice little thing here, Becky and Anya hanging out as friends, because, yeah, they are friends, but we don't see much of them interacting, at least not outside of a school context where they're normally in class or walking through the hallways or something. Oh, dear. So, Becky... Becky hasn't really gotten it into her head yet that maybe committing adultery is a bad idea here, and she merely considers your a worthy opponent rather than, you know, somebody I shouldn't mess with. I don't remember quite when it happens, but uh, there will be a second challenger for uh, Lloyd's affections, you know, and your is as of yet undefeated. So Becky has taken Anya to a really upscale, what would you call it, a boutique or something? You know, this really gives a sense of scale here as to how precisely rich Becky is that everybody basically knows her by name. Yeah, that is really something 
renting out an entire department store like that. I think that's a nice way of showing the utter frivolity that really rich people can demonstrate when they have no sense of scale for how much money is worth. I mean, you know, maybe that's being a little harsh. Becky is, after all, only a kid, and kids aren't renowned for their skills regarding money. You know, there's something here. Uh, Like, I don't know quite how to put my finger on it other than by mentioning, like, the old 1970s adaptation of Cutie Honey, which was, I believe, canonically set in the 60s, and the fashion sort of shows that. Like, some of the fashion here is very, I guess, retro. And... I don't know. I like that style. I don't know why. Can't quite put my finger on it, but it's something I find enjoyable. So, it would seem as though uh, Becky has a bit of an ulterior motive here. Not only is she going shopping with Anya, but she wants to shop for a... a, uh, a specific curated wardrobe that Lloyd will like. You know, not that Lloyd would ever show any interest, but... Well, I don't know, like, kids think stupid things sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's gotta be, like, a very surreal thing to find, like, this kid wearing the exact outfit your wife is. That strikes me as a singularly bad idea, if only because it'll just draw attention. And not good attention at that. You know, I don't know, maybe you could like laugh it off as like a bizarre joke, but... Oh, dear. So, it would seem as though they got a little carried away, you know. Becky's done most of the shopping. Anya's just sort of been tagging along. I guess some of it is that they're... They're kind of different on a fundamental level. You know, Becky's had this upbringing, whereas Anya hasn't. And, you know, she's more happy to just spend time with her friend than anything else. And you know what, sometimes that's really all that matters. You know, it is kind of interesting to me that they specified a department store. Because a department store, like, I think the best way you could visualize what that is because i know that's not really something that exists anymore is that it's sort of like a proto mall but i don't know that just fills me with a sense of nostalgia 
in a really weird kind of way. So there's this sort of juxtaposition here where Anya wants something, I guess, for want of a better term, less than high class. You know, Becky's sort of grappling with, you know, rejecting that because it's not high class. But at the same time, you know, her uh, her attendant here has the right idea. Rejecting the generosity of a friend is far worse than wearing something kind of tacky. So just to put a fine point on this day's little adventure here, it would seem as though Becky doesn't really have much in the way of friends, you know. She's kind of disagreeable, so that not only has she made a friend in Anya, but such a good friend. That's got to be a pretty big relief for everybody who is tasked with taking care of her. You know, I've got to imagine there's few things more, uh, I don't know, distressing than having a kid who doesn't have any friends. Because, like, what can you do, really? Like, you can't buy friends. I mean, you can, but it only ever turns out worse in the long run for you having done so. Just to underline everything, you know, they've both got the little charm. Just to show that, you know, they match their friends. It's good stuff. Nice and heartwarming. Oh boy, Damien's at it again. I'm sure that'll bear fruit later on.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.